Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the On3 studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Monday morning and you're not crazy. We have moved into a new office. I appreciate you guys for being a part of this journey with us. The inside scoop, we're in a new building. Now this isn't our final studio, but you will see this set for the next several months. So get used to it. It feels good to be in our new home, doing our first show. Uh, what do you guys think of this place? I think it's pretty cool, pretty fancy. It's nice, right? All right, the 2024 class is now in the books. That's what I said on the last show, or maybe it was the show before that, because we did think, we thought that we closed the book. We thought that 2024 was over and we're moving on to 2025, but let's get into the latest recruiting news. Jaden Smith, Michigan signee, asks out of his NLI, requests to be released. He's a four-star linebacker from North Carolina, the first Michigan 2024 signee to ask out. Could there be more to come as Michigan has lost its head coach and entire defensive coaching staff? Now, everybody involved in Smith's recruitment is gone. E.J. Holland of the Wolverines said that Smith, he could be just the first domino to fall on the defensive side of this class. Feels like E.J. said that he feels like the offensive signing class is solid, but with the defensive shakeups, he could be just the first. Unless, of course, new head coach Sharon Moore and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale can keep this unit together. It's worth watching over the next few days. We'll see what happens. Either way, I don't really think this is going to make or break Michigan's number 15 ranked recruiting class. You see, Jaden Smith, he's a very good linebacker, but he was a part of a group of five linebackering signees for Michigan in the 2024 cycle. So I do think they'll be okay, but this could be a sign of more to come. We'll keep an eye on it. I think it's worth it. All right, well, now we'll move to 2025. Over the weekend, there was a big camp in Orlando. The Under Armour tour that was going to go around the country made a stop in Orlando this weekend. Chad Simmons was there. He wrote a great Intel piece up on On3. You guys should go check that out right now. I wanted to hit on a few of the big names that Chad talked to over the weekend, and we'll start with number 29 overall, Solomon Thomas, committed a Florida State, massive offensive lineman from Jacksonville Reigns High School. Now, Chad talked to him, said he's solid at Florida State, has a great relationship with Alex Atkins, but UF, LSU, and Miami remain in contact. Chad thinks it'll be tough to flip him. All right. Let's move on to top 50 safety Hilton Stubbs. He's getting ready to cut his list down. That's what he told Chad. He's probably going to do it later this spring. Right now, UF seems to be setting the pace, according to Simmons. Outside of UF, FSU, Georgia, Miami, and Tennessee are all involved. Now, he's in the process of lining up spring visits. I think that'll kind of tell the story. And I believe even if he doesn't drop a top list, watch where he sets his visits. I think that will mimic his top school. So we'll see where Hilton Stubbs is going to go this spring. All right, moving on. Gator commitment. Top 100 defensive lineman Jalen Wiggins out of Tallahassee. He's a hot name. 
He committed to the Gators about a month ago, but he's still talking with numerous schools. His commitment is strong. He just made it, like I said, in January about three to four weeks ago. But FSU, Georgia, LSU, Miami, and Stanford are some of the schools he's talking to. Expect visits to Gainesville in Tallahassee this spring to watch some spring ball. Uh, right now, though, Jalen Wiggins, he's committed to the Florida Gators, but still a hot commodity out there for teams across the country. All right, the last player I want to hit on that was at the Under Armour Orlando event was on 300 offensive tackle Zaire Addison. <clears throat> he goes 6'4", 280. He's out of Tampa, Florida, and he's also going to narrow his list down this spring, but it feels like Clemson, according to Chad Simmons, Clemson is the team that is all but a lock to make that top group. Now, Clemson tends to hit the Tampa Bay area pretty hard. They identify guys early and often, and they do have success. But we'll see what UF, FSU, and Miami have to say. All three teams have him high on their recruiting boards early in the spring right now. Now, he's set to visit Oregon. Yes, he's going to be taking a trip out to Eugene on April 24. Now, he's planning to schedule more. But that's it he has right now. He only has Oregon on April 24. Look for him to schedule more around that date. Clemson sounds like they're a team that will also get a visit either later this spring or early summer. All right, that's all the news that I that really I want to talk about coming out of Under Armour next weekend. Uh, Under Armour camp will be in Atlanta. We'll have more coming out of that as well. So let's right now, let's take a look at the top 15 rankings for the 2025 class. Good time to reset everything. We've talked a lot about LSU's start to this class with their three number ones at their position. We'll get Shea Dixon on later this week, talk a little bit more LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Look at Notre Dame in the top five. They are they're, they got a lot of momentum. I think we're going to talk some Notre Dame this week. you got Oregon at six, Florida State, Texas, Auburn, Oklahoma round out the top ten. We're going to talk more about Oklahoma later in this show. Then you got Tennessee, Florida, Penn State, Michigan, and UCF. UCF jumping out early. We'll maybe have to talk some UCF this offseason. And there is your top 15 for 2025. Take a look at it now. These rankings are going to change, but we're going to talk about it week in, week out. A lot of developments to come, but early on, this is how the top 15 is shaping up. All right, we have a big show today. We're going to talk about some Oklahoma recruiting predictions, Oregon trending for a couple California prospects, Tennessee adds a big playmaker, but we want to know more about five-star offensive tackle David Sanders. All right, let's get to it. Big show. Tennessee went out and added a deep threat to couple with superstar quarterback commit George McIntyre. Joe Kim Dodson out of Memphis. He committed to Tennessee on Saturday. He's a speedster that jumped on board early. We're going to talk about that and the other elite in-state wide receivers that Tennessee is recruiting. And we'll also get an update on five-star offensive tackle David Sanders. But first, Tennessee fans, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. A new offseason, same channel. Hit subscribe for me. All right, let's bring on Matt Ray from VolQuest. Matt, we're going to talk about these in-state wide receivers. Obviously, Joe Kim Dodson, big addition on Saturday. But you also got Radarius Jackson, who's out of Memphis, and Cameron Sparks from Chattanooga. So... Let's start with Radarius Jackson, four-star prospect. Where does Tennessee sit there? Yeah, Josh, you know, I think it's still relatively early in Radarius Jackson's process, but I think, you know, him being out here in the fall, having a chance to see the game day atmosphere, and Tennessee has prioritized him since. I think, you know, in his first update, 
Charles Power rated him as a four-star, and I think Radarius Jackson has the ceiling to climb even higher. And, and you've seen Tennessee prioritize him as a guy in this class that they feel like can do multiple things inside of their offense. And I think right now, you know, we'll see where things go as Radarius Jackson hits the road here in the spring. He'll be back at Tennessee at some point for a spring practice. But I think the ball is in a pretty good spot here early on. All right, now let's move down to Chattanooga where we got Cameron Sparks. Uh, has he been a recruiting target of George McIntyre's? Yeah, absolutely. These two guys have a long-standing relationship through basketball that goes all the way back to elementary school. They play seven-on-seven football together. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play together this spring. I talked to Cameron Sparks shortly after George McIntyre committed. And I think that was probably one of the first people that he reached out to. And George McIntyre's working the recruiting trail extremely mm-hmm. hard right now for Tennessee. And it's not just wide receivers; it's offensive linemen, it's safeties. We were in North Carolina <laughs> this past week at Monroe High School, home of Jordan Young, the top athlete in the 2024 on three rankings. Yeah. And one of the things he brought up to me was like, "Hey, George McIntyre's my guy." You know, it was, it was kind of funny to hear that, you know, from a safety. But, um, yeah, C- Cameron Sparks and George McIntyre, they go way back, and there's a longstanding relationship between those two. Uh, which which of the in-state wide receivers could be a Tennessee volunteer commit next? Who do you think's closest to pulling that trigger? You know, I, I, that's a tough question, Josh, because in talking to, to Cameron Sparks and Radarius Jackson, I think they both have similar timelines right now. Um, now, obviously, for Cameron Sparks, he, he's been visiting Tennessee for the better part of three years. So how fast is his process, you know, pick up speed? How, how fast, you know, does he want to see this start to, to get done once he gets back out and sees multiple schools in the spring and potentially spring games? I, I don't know. I still think I lean toward a summertime decision for both of those guys. All right. Now. When it comes to the wide receiver board in general, who would you consider Tennessee's top wide receiver target that's not from the state of Tennessee? Would it be Caleb Cunningham, the five-star from Mississippi? I think Tennessee's really high on Caleb Cunningham. They, they've prioritized him since he was able to make it to campus back in November. I think they really like Jamie French, and they're trying really hard to be involved there. Uh, he told us earlier in January that you know Tennessee was – top five for him but he's got to get to campus you know at some point supposed to in the spring and then marcus harris from california modern day was here um back in january for the kind of semi-canceled junior day that some of the kids from out of town were still able to make it in marcus harris was one of those and tennessee liked him a good bit as well so i think really it probably starts with caleb cunningham and jamie french and then marcus harris and i think a guy like malik clark who tennessee is yet to offer but has kept very close tabs on could end up and play for them as well all right it wouldn't be a tennessee recruiting segment without some david sanders talk and you guys at volquest did a great job you were in north carolina sat down with david sanders at his high school great interview you guys should all go check that out it sounds to me and i know david sanders hasn't narrowed his list yet but i think tennessee is a lock to be in whatever it is a top 10 a top five a top three i think tennessee will be there when he narrows his list but to you matt who do you think is Tennessee's biggest competition right now for David Sanders? Right now, Josh, I would say that it's Clemson and Georgia. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think David Sanders is genuinely intrigued by Georgia. But I think right now, I think Tennessee and Clemson have positioned themselves the best heading to a big slate of spring visits and then summertime official visits. Um, you know, he, he was at Clemson for junior day. 
I think that went very well. He was, he was, you know, one of the guys that semi-canceled junior day that I mentioned he wasn't able to make it to town because of the weather. Um, but, you know, that didn't seem to hinder Tennessee at all with David Sanders. If you go watch that interview, I mean, you can tell that David Sanders is, is very interested in Tennessee, very detailed into the process and, and, and how he is, how he's looking at the balls from, you know, graduate, graduate assistance inside the offensive line room all the way up to Josh Heupel and, and the guys coming in in this 2024 class. So, you know, I think Tennessee certainly has David Sanders' interest right now. Another guy, a really, cro- really close relationship with George McIntyre. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Tennessee's trying to compound some things and, and build momentum going into the spring for David Sanders. Yeah, and I know we're only, you know, like two months away, two and a half months away from Jordan Seaton picking Colorado over Tennessee. So, you know, these offensive tackle recruitments, I know it's hard for Tennessee fans to really get too excited here, but is is this one that is shaping up to be one of these recruitments for Tennessee fans where this is like the recruitment of the offseason? Oh, it, it absolutely, I think, is the recruitment of the offseason for Tennessee fans. And if you look back over the last few cycles, Tennessee was heavily involved with Francis Mangoa, who ended up picking Miami in the end. They were heavily involved with Jordan Seaton, as you said. They were heavily involved with Lucas Simmons. Uh, they, they were able to land Bennett Warren last cycle you yep. know, over Michigan. But, you know, at the same time, this is that, this is that big-time eyes-on nationally recruitment that everyone's focused on, and this is the guy that ten- Tennessee fans want in the boat more than anybody right now. It is, and we're going to keep talking about him all offseason until he makes that decision. So, Matt Ray from Volquist, thank you for coming on the Inside Scoop on another big weekend for Tennessee recruiting. Yeah, Josh, thanks for having me as always. After landing a defensive lineman commitment over the weekend, the Ducks are now trending for another big-time defensive target. Oregon now has the number six-ranked class in the country when it comes to the 2025 cycle, and the Ducks have several offensive commitments, but they're about to go on a run on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to figure it all out today with Justin Hopkins of Scoop Duck, but first, Oregon fans, do me a favor and hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We are going to be here all offseason for you talking Ducks recruiting, so do me a favor and hit subscribe for me. All right, let's bring on Justin Hopkins from Scoop Duck. And All right, so just before the weekend, we got a little bit of big news. DJ Pickett, the number seven-ranked player in the class, cut his list to a top five. LSU, Michigan, Miami, and Georgia joined the Ducks in that five. So what are your sources saying about where DJ Pickett stands with the Ducks coming off that unofficial to Eugene just about two weeks ago now? Well, I'm glad you you note he's coming off the unofficial to Oregon very recently because I, I think that's a big reason uh, Oregon made the top five, and I think they might lead right now. And that, you know, that just can be because, as we both know, that the visit glow coming off of that, it's not his first visit. He's been to Oregon multiple times already, but I think the Ducks might be the team to beat early on. We both know there's a lot left to go here. We know LSU's not giving up. Miami's not giving up. You know, there's a really good football player, but I like where Oregon stands today. And this is one of those guys that you just kind of keep chopping wood, if you will, and uh, kind of see where the hats fall, you know, come September, October, November when he gets down to, to business. Yeah, I, I kind of got the same feel that we're not getting close to a decision from DJ Pickett. It's all about those points of contact. And Oregon's done a great job of getting him on campus already. I don't think that's going to stop in the spring and into the summer. All right, so. Defensive lineman Matthew Johnson, he committed over the weekend. That was a big defensive get. Oregon now has the number six ranked class, but they're trending for more. And top 50 prospect linebacker Nasir Wyatt out of California. 
He's trending to Oregon on the recruiting prediction machine. And Justin, there's some buzz that a decision could be coming soon. What are your sources saying? Yeah, Oregon did a great job getting onto him over a year ago and really, again, chopping wood at that time. And that's kind of gotten us to where we are now. And, and I do think that this is one for Oregon fans to watch. Um, he hasn't set a date. He hasn't specified that he's committing soon, but there's certainly a lot of buzz uh, with that happening. And I think Matt Johnson, you know, as his commitment happened the other day, I think that was kind of a tipping point. You know, Johnson noted that Wyatt was one of the guys he was recruiting hardest uh, and will continue to recruit uh, to Oregon now. So I think that one has uh, real legs to it. Oregon at the moment looks like the clear team to beat. And if a decision does come soon, which which most of us are expecting, you got to think that it's going to be really good news for the Ducks ultimately. All right. So let's stay with that trend. And there's another top 50 linebacker out of the state of California. Now, he, there might be a little work to do here with Noah McHale. He's out of California. Uh, major target. Is he one that Dan Lanning is making a priority? And do you think that the Ducks can, can come around and get into Noah McHale's recruitment? Yeah, I think – you know, Oregon did a great job at linebacker recruiting last year, but I think this is the year where you kind of build that foundation for depth. And obviously, if you can get a Nasir White and a Noah McHale, that's kind of where that falls into place. And so, you know, those two guys, uh, Wyatt and McHale, just look like the kind of guys that Dan Lanning takes a personal, you know, recruitment. Uh, he takes a part in their recruitment, and he doesn't do that with a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And I said this last year with Elijah Rushing, and, and it feels like the same with these two guys. There's some guys that it feels like Dan Lanning won't let get away out of the Western footprint unless there's absolutely nothing he can do about it. And Wyatt and McHale fit the bill. Elijah Rushing fit the bill last year. Aiden Breland fit the bill as well last year. So those are two guys I think Dan Lanning's got circled and will do everything he can to make sure they're ducks. Like you said, Oregon's in a really great spot with Wyatt. They're certainly in the game with McHale, but I think there's a long ways to go, and I, I wouldn't say they're the clear-cut leader. All right, so let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Besides DJ Pickett, who would you consider the most important target on defense in this 2025 cycle for the Ducks? Well, it'll probably be really interesting because it's an unranked player, and I know that doesn't raise headlines, but uh, recently Trajan Odom, defensive lineman out of North Carolina, he's 6'4", 6 6'5", 6 250, 260. Uh, there's not a lot – it's not a great national class for defensive linemen overall, as we've seen in years past. It's a really, really light class out West in particular for defensive linemen. So Trajan Odom makes the cut for me or is my pick because Oregon has put a lot of energy into recruiting him. He visited Oregon uh, two weeks ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. And the remarks he made about the ducks were probably some of the best uh, comments I've read in a while from a recruit doing an interview. So I think Oregon's really prioritized him. I realize Odom is unranked, but if you look at the coaches that stopped by towards the end of January and his offer list, this is a guy that's probably going to skyrocket up the rankings this year. Yeah, I was going to say, we're like in the second week of the 2025 cycle, so I wouldn't get too caught up with the rankings just yet. I'm sure our boy Charles Power will have him well-ranked by the time he's ready to commit. But Justin Hopkins, you look great. You look like you're ready to go play a round of golf. Thank you for talking a little Oregon recruiting today on the Inside Scoop. Anytime, Josh. Thank you.
Oklahoma landed a commitment over the weekend, a massive offensive tackle, Ryan Foje out of Cypress, Texas. This put the Sooners into the top 10 early in the 2025 cycle. But OU is not done yet. Recruiting insider Josh McQuistion has dropped a few massive predictions. We're going to bring him on and get some intel on these recent developments. But first, Oklahoma fans, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're talking Sooner recruiting all offseason. This is just the start. So do me a favor and hit subscribe. All right, let's bring on Josh McQuistion from Soonerscoop.com. And Josh, Sooners start the 2025 cycle with a top 10 class right now, sitting at number 10. What do you think the most important commitment is to this point? I don't think it's going to shock people if I say it's quarterback Kevin Sperry. I mean, and it's not just that they identified him early, made him a priority target, and really – Really, he was kind of their guy in 2025. Mm -hmm. But also the fact that, I mean, Kevin Sperry, for you know those that have kind of been focused on 2024, Kevin Sperry moved to Oklahoma, uh, set up shop at a program where Oklahoma had multiple other offers out, has landed a couple of commitments since Kevin Sperry arrived. And I think that's kind of indicative of what he's done. You've seen him um, be very active in recruiting. He's going to all the junior day events, very um, – very communicative with a lot of the various prospects. So he's not only a guy that obviously plays the game's most important position, but also has been a big recruiter for OU so far. Yeah, it's always important to lock that quarterback down early. Oklahoma's done mm -hmm. a great job of that. Now, you put in some really interesting predictions that we're going to talk about right now on the recruiting prediction machine. The most three recents of yours was Jonah Williams out of Galveston, Texas, Tory Blaylock out of Houston, Texas, and C.J. Nixon out of Weatherford, Oklahoma. Now, we're going to start with Jonah Williams. You actually put this in a couple weeks ago, over a week ago. Jonah Williams, five-star linebacker out of Galveston, Texas. What's the latest you can tell there? Yeah, uh, Jonah is a guy that uh, I think you're seeing Oklahoma have a lot of success with a couple of things that that have kind of worked in their favor. First of all, big-time baseball background, and Oklahoma's done a really good job with those kind of athletes. Uh, just, you know, we can go back one year and look at Taylor Tatum and James Nesta in 2024, right. and I know Skip Johnson, uh, Oklahoma's head baseball coach, had a big role in both of those recruitments as well. So I, I think you're seeing Oklahoma work well there. I think they've, they've got a pretty good program of how you're going to allot your time through the spring and how you're going to make all of that work. So I think Jonah's bought into that. Also, a lot of schools early on were talking to Jonah about linebacker, which is obviously where on three has him ranked as well. Oklahoma's been very adamant. They want him as a safety. That's where they see him starting out. Um, you know, they obviously, you don't know. I mean, Jonah is a guy I've been around. He's a big kid. He, linebacker is a possibility yeah. in any scheme. But I, I think they're sincere in letting him have that opportunity, which is what I think he wants to start with. All right, and then this weekend, I'm scrolling my Twitter, and you put in a new prediction for running back Tory Blaylock out of the Houston area. What's going on there, and when do you think that this could break? Yeah, this is, this is one that I feel like maybe comes a little faster. I mean, we all know running backs, it's a situation where they kind of have to get where they can get in. I mean, we, we know about the running back value and, and how that works, so – I don't know that it's coming in the next week or anything like that, mm -hmm. but I do think there's a little faster timeline on this than maybe Jonah Williams is a guy that we've just talked about. So, uh, again, I, and I think a lot of this is, A, his relationship with DeMarco Murray, and secondarily, Oklahoma's really trying to rebuild its, you know, its relationship with the city of Houston, which you know I've got four guys from the Houston area currently 
predicted to Oklahoma. So that's something that the first yeah. two years under Brent Venables, for all the recruiting success, they really haven't had a big presence in Houston today. Well, they could be having that soon. Now, you also put in a prediction for athlete C.J. Nixon, and I thought this was interesting because he's the number one prospect in the state of Oklahoma. Obviously, last year, Oklahoma does it. They land David Stone, but it was not easy landing David Stone, the number one player in Oklahoma. What about C.J. Nixon this year? Do you think that recruitment will be as uh, heated as David Stone's was? I really don't, and there's a couple of reasons. First is CJ's a very different type of personality, where we know David loved being in the limelight, loved being around cameras. I mean, he, he's just that personality. He's a very big personality. CJ's very quiet, very reserved. I don't see him being a guy that's showing up at a lot of camps. The other side of that is CJ's had a big basketball background, so he's going to be doing a lot of AAU stuff during the spring. A lot of times when guys are taking these visits to spring practices or even into the summer, he's going to have obligations that are going to keep him away from that. So I think Oklahoma having a big early edge, being a school that he's visited a lot, I just it's tough for me to see a school really making a big run at him. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, those are three major predictions that you've dropped pretty early. Is there anybody else right now that's on your mind that, hey, maybe you're thinking about putting in a pick on? Yeah, if there was one guy I was going to say would be my next, it would probably be Ty, excuse me, Ty Haywood at Denton Ryan uh, in kind of North, North Dallas area. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that's been up to Oklahoma. He was there in January. Uh, big, long, athletic guy that, that Bill Biedenboe is really high on. Oklahoma's been on, on since very early in the process. And I just, again, I like what he, you know, kind of what he's had to say about OU. That it's not... It's some of the kind of key buzzwords that every every site recruiting <laughs> reporter knows. Like, okay, that fits what OU's talking about. That that kind of sounds like their talking points. And that's kind of what Ty – that's what you get from Ty when you talk to him. So, again, I don't think he's imminent or anything like that. When, he, you know, you're talking about a top 25 guy in the country, it's right. got to take something pretty special for them to jump early. But I do really like where Oklahoma is for him right now. All right. Well, Oklahoma's sitting pretty for some really talented recruits, and the Sooner recruiting momentum is building. I have a feeling, Josh, we're going to be talking to you more this offseason as the Sooners go to work on the recruiting trail. Appreciate you stopping by the Inside Scoop today. I always enjoy it, Josh. Thank you for watching this video, and if you enjoyed that, go check out the hundreds of videos that we have on this channel, and also do me a favor, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel.